When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Hey everybody, it's Matthew Collar here. We're talking Vikings football five days a week on Purple Daily, available on Apple, Spotify, and the Score North app, or wherever you find your podcasts. And look, if you're tight on time right now and you can only listen to one segment from today's show, here it is. Thank you very much, Jonathan. Matthew Collar, Judd Zolgad here, and we welcome in one of the most connected human beings in the world, uh, Mike Sando, at least in the NFL, Mike. I don't know about your connections otherwise. I don't even, I mean, connections to my family in the in this house. All I'm doing is working with this draft, so I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to go reintroduce myself. Yeah, go go upstairs and say hello. Uh, you know, pull yourself out of the draft bunker. Um, so, Mike, Mike, we were just given. You know, Jonathan said in the uh, download there that uh, you know we're all fighting coronavirus. The way we're doing it is with Packer drama. Like that's the best we can do for you. Oh my god, that, that yeah. is our small contribution. Um, tell yeah. us. Just I, I read your piece uh, of what executives thought of the move and, and a lot of fascinating uh, different opinions there. So tell us what uh, your takeaway was from talking to people around the league about the pick and where things go from here of Jordan Love and Green Bay. Yeah, I agree with Brett Favre. I mean, I think you can see the contrast with what other teams have done. You know, when Peyton Manning was with the Colts, even getting older, they were adding receivers, adding tackles, you know, doing things to help get them over the top. The, the Saints are clearly doing that, right? I mean, they've kept drafting Michael Thomas's and Alvin Kamara's. Brandon Cooks was a little bit before that, but they're trying. They took a tight end this year, you know, relatively early. Uh, they just, whatever it takes, right? So I, I agree that this sends that message. And, uh, you know, there's more to the story, I think, with the relationship between Rodgers, the coach, the GM, where it all stands. But um, I wouldn't be – I'd almost be more surprised if he was in Green Bay two years from now than uh, if he were gone. I could see him asking for a trade next year. Mm-hmm. I could see something coming together like that. I and mean, some of it will depend how this year goes. But I think it's the beginning um, of the end. Do you like Jordan Love, Mike? Well, sure, but I mean, look, we take a you take a quarterback first overall. You don't know what you're doing, right? I mean, you don't. I mean, who knows, right? I mean, he's a what's what are the chances he's a Pro Bowl quarterback? Fifty percent, thirty percent? They're not seventy five percent, right? Right, thirty right. percent. So, yeah. I mean, that's just the calculation. Look, I mean, if he if, he, if you if you buy a lottery ticket and win, it doesn't mean you're a smart investor, right? <laughs> I mean, it means you won the lottery. So it's a calculated gamble, and you just have to say, okay, can we know how this guy is? And I think that Jordan Love seems to be fit the profile of kind of a hit or miss, boomer bust guy, right? Yep. I mean, it's not like this is Andrew Luck coming out, and we, you know, you're just like, okay, we know exactly what we're getting, but you don't know. So you're willing to take a gamble that 
compromises your ability to uh, win now. Think of it this way. Their first two picks. The the second round pick is a running back who's going to take the ball out of Rodgers' hands some this year. The first round pick is a quarterback who might take it out of his hands completely in the future. So what does that do to help us beat Minnesota or Chicago, right? Um, how do you go with the whole draft? So to me, this is salvaged a little bit if we're seeing them make a big move for a receiver and a trade or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think you yeah. can still you can reset the narrative if you're Green Bay, and that's what I would be doing. You know, Mike, I, I was really stunned by not just the Jordan Love pick, but by as you mentioned, the rest of the draft, and even they get the running back, but ignore the wide receiver position the whole way. It almost seemed intentional, and in the Midwest, we know passive aggressive. Okay, <laughs> like it's our thing. <laughs> so. I mean, this is the most passive aggressive thing in the in the entire world, right? It's a not draft. I mean, it, it couldn't be more obvious how they feel about Aaron Rodgers at this point. It's great because Bob McGinn's column on the Athletic uh, used the term passive aggressive to describe Aaron Rodgers, right? Which I think we could all agree there's some of that with him. Oh yeah, but like the team's doing it back even better. You know, it's just it's just like an uncomfortable dinner, family dinner. <laughs> you know, we're all we're all sitting there, and somebody said something that didn't sit right, and it's like, how are we all going to proceed here? And I, <laughs> I think another factor to consider here is that uh, there's not an owner of the team in Green Bay. You know, I think that owners. that's very true. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, that's, a, that's like a big deal with this, yep. with how these things, with how the biggest egos egos on your team are handled. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, and, and we may be seeing a second year coach and a second year GM and a fifteen year quarterback. You know, and it may not be a really happy camping trip this weekend. How great though is is to this day, Mike Sando, Brett Favre still. Of all the guys that we have had the joy of coming across, some jerks, some great guys, is there anybody better in, in the sport, though, than Favre, who, if you if you can get him on the phone, will spill the beans quicker than anybody and do it with elaboration? <laughs> He's the greatest, yeah, Mike. Yeah. He's the greatest. He, he, he really is. I think we all got a little tired of the drama at the end where every 10 minutes, is he going to play or not, but... Um, I even think that was genuine, you know. I mean, I think he's a pretty genuine guy, and I, and yes, he's a, he's a treasure. Um, I think you can say that in Minnesota, knowing he's not lining up against you anymore, too. You know, there's not enough times gone by that I think you really, you really love him now because he, he ain't going to throw that pass on third and eight to beat you. <laughs> Uh, talking with a senior writer from The Athletic, Mike Sando. Um, Mike, so you lead me perfectly into the next area of the conversation, which is uh, we have the Detroit Lions head coach has some problems getting along with his players. Chicago just got a mediocre quarterback to possibly usurp their other mediocre to bad quarterback. Uh, the Packers are wrought with drama. And this, here's the Vikings who are getting A's across the board for their draft. I mean, I, I think it's hard not to look at this and say, well, the Vikings should be the happiest people in the world th- this week. Yeah, I mean, exactly. No one's talking about, you know, Stefan Diggs or, or Kirk Cousins' contract or whatever. I mean, I think you feel great after the draft, especially when the other teams in the division are having issues. I mean, I think Minnesota is in a, you know, in a transition of its own, but it doesn't feel uncomfortable. You know, it doesn't feel like uh, it's funny. You would have thought that this could be a pivotal year, and it is. But I mean, you know, Zimmer, intensity is how long can it last? But I think the fire in the Vikings' house is not as hot as the fire in the other houses in the division, so you'll take it, you know? Exactly. 
Uh, so the, the uh, Vikings made 15 picks, and I, I think a lot of people are convinced, partially Mike on tonnage, that they had a great draft. When you look at a draft with what is the record for the seventh round uh, event of 15 picks, do you automatically say that's a good draft, or is there more vetting to do in your mind about assessing this thing? Oh, there's way more. You know, I mean, I think I think you can say this: the draft makes sense. Okay, they traded Diggs and they drafted a receiver with the pick they got. Boom, right? They subtracted a couple of corners that you know weren't going to help them anymore. They drafted a couple corners early, right? They didn't get Trent Williams, so what did they draft in the second round tackle? So, I mean, it all makes sense. There's nothing that you know. And then fundamentally, from a how you handle your business standpoint, adding picks next year. You know, they're always adding picks. So, and I think you can see a plan. You can see. Um, rhyme and reason to what they're doing and and that makes it a good draft but we're going to look back in two years and you know if three of the top five picks are bust that's all anyone's going to remember you know <laughs> we have no idea hey mike what, what was your feeling now if it seems like uh six months ago but with the trent williams deal and with the vikings there was one report that trent williams had said he didn't want to come to the vikings there was also another that said that uh, he would have had to sign a contract extension that's what the vikings wanted he ends up in san francisco for not a whole heck of a lot of value and then ron rivera says today yeah you know we could have traded him for a first last year but somebody screwed that up i mean what what is your feeling on what happened with trent williams yeah i think from a redskin standpoint they were just done with it trent williams was done with it there was too much water under that bridge and they couldn't do it so so they had to be moved and then i think from a where you go standpoint the player controls a lot of that right i mean uh and then so his connection trent williams connection with kyle shanahan um, i think were a big deal now that could have complicated the trade too because i don't think there's any love lost between Dan Snyder and Kyle Shanahan, but mm-hmm. um, you know that I think was an interesting part of it. And then Joe Staley, the left tackle for the 49ers, conveniently not announcing his retirement until afterwards, <laughs> sort of made it seem like a less desperate situation for San Francisco. All those things come together. I think we can conclude that this player wanted to play for Kyle Shanahan, and that's probably yeah. the number one thing that helped get the deal done. Yeah, no, that's that's a really good point, um, and it makes sense because he's a perfect fit in that system from what he was doing before, and they have a chance to go back to the Super Bowl. So, all right, b- before we let you go, Mike, um, tell me what you heard about the behind-the-scenes stuff for the draft, what executives' feeling was, because I loved how it got presented by ESPN overall, and it might have been the most entertaining draft to watch in a very, very long time. And then I also thought, if you're an executive, maybe you realize you don't have to lock yourself in the combine uh, compound for you know 19 hours a day or something and get no sleep. You can actually like talk to your family and still draft people, and everything will be okay. So, well, what did you hear? Yeah, relief that it went well. I mean, there was some, you know worry that something bad would happen. I talked to an exec yesterday who said, look, if we had the draft 10 more times, maybe something would happen. But it worked well. I think there's practices, like you said, that now that they've had to do them, whether it's some of the meetings with draft uh, prospects over, you know, Zoom or just on your computer, uh, same thing with scouting, you know, maybe not having to be on the road quite as much. I think some of those things will carry forward. I think that's going to be true in society in general. Mm-hmm. You know, why do I have to spend five hours in traffic every day? Not five hours, but you know what I mean, a couple hours in traffic, um, when really we, we ha- 
are all familiar now with using um, this technology, and even um, Gene and accounting made it work. So, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, why can't we just do, let's just do this? And you know what? Don't come in on Friday. I think there's going to be things like that. I was talking to a front office guy yesterday who said, you know, they were actually having meetings about, you know, what are the practices that are going to carry over. So I think it's definitely going to change things. Yeah, well, I can tell you from personal experience, because I was on Zoom calls with uh, recently drafted Vikings for my entire Saturday, the best conference calls we've ever gotten, because usually the guy can't hear us on the phone with his family in the back, and he doesn't know who's talking to him. So, I mean, we got better quotes than we've ever gotten. And I was like, okay, we could do Zoom calls with these guys for the rest of existence. So uh, that's a good point. I know. You know? Even like phone, I met a ton of calls, but I was thinking, you know, heck, you could just do it. You could have the faces on there too. Now I might have to shave and you know put it, take my hat off or something. <laughs> get a nice, get a nice Adam Schefter backdrop there, you know, with the bookcase. But, but uh, you know, why not, right? Yeah, no, exactly. Well, Mike, you do awesome work. Really gra- uh, glad to catch up with you. People should read everything you do at the Athletic. Uh, the best behind the scenes insight that you're going to find. So it's great to catch up with you, man. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate that. I've got a big piece coming tomorrow on the draft with a lot of uh, inside stuff, so look for that. Well, I will throw you a retweet, I promise. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. I mean, look, you don't just get retweets from me. It usually takes uh, really cute dogs or Santa's something great, very funny. Santa's no, yeah, incredibly a- solid stuff. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.